We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either you're first or you're last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Star on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. With 14 seconds left. And the Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Star lays it up for Freeman, and it's incomplete. Or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. He did what? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. And he's caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Hello and welcome, Win and Six listeners, Eurostep listeners, Cruising for a Bruising listeners. We're here for a very, very special edition GSPM podcast. I'm Adam McGee. Joining me is Ty Windish. I'm Rowan Caddy, and someone else to be named later. Ty, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, we finally get to unveil what's behind our hype tweets. Mine was pretty obviously a hype tweet. Rohan's a month ago. Nobody knew what that was about. It was way, <laughs> way too concealed. But we, we finally like, get no to one knows what No one knows what tweet you're talking about. No one knows what's about. Still, I got no one like knows 10 what likes. What do you mean no one knows? It's, that's, it's, I think I'm trending. I think that was us and our various accounts. Well, I think you might well, have been liking not, it. Not, like why are we dragging my Twitter here? Come let's on. Let's not look into it. <laughs> it's more that nobody knew what it was about, but they're about yeah, to find out. Yeah. Ron, how are you? Are you excited? I'm very excited and I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's big times here at GSPN. It's uh, it's how can How can you not be excited? about podcasting of course what a lot of wisconsin sports fans are excited about right now along with the milwaukee books coming back maybe less so with the milwaukee brewers but hey we're all still going through it is the return of the nfl the return of the green bay packers and we are very very excited to say we'll be covering the packers here on the Eurostep podcast network from now on 
Welcome to Talk of the Tundra, GSPN's Green Bay Packers podcast. And with that, let's introduce the man you're going to be hearing talking Packers all the time. We'll all be in the mix, but the voice of Talk of the Tundra is very much going to be our good friend. Discord members will already know if you've watched them playback, you probably know them already. <laughs> it's Numak. Numak, welcome to the team. Thank you. I am happy to be here. I couldn't be more excited to to join the team and talk about all the wonders of the Green Bay Packers and the wonderful season they're about to have. So before we're going to dive into what Talk of the Tundra is outside of a Green Bay Packers podcast from your good friends here at GSPN. That much is obvious. Also, Adam said he wanted to play it up, make Numak sweat a little bit before the pod debut. Hit two minutes exactly. Before handing it off, that that is craftsmanship. It's showmanship. It is. It's showmanship. It's art. It's art is really what it is. Let's no get, one has ever accused me of being concise, Ty. That it, you know what, you, or a liar apparently. Um, let's get the logistics stuff out of the way. So this episode is being broadcast by the wonders of the internet to Eurostep slash Win in Six feed plus cruising for a bruising. So if you want all of the great Packers coverage, we are going to be providing via Numak and the rest of us, go subscribe to Talk of the Tundra. You can find it wherever you're listening to this podcast at gspn.info or on the platform you're already on. Also, make sure to follow Numak at Numak is known on Twitter. N-U-M-A-C is known as those are more normal words. And follow at <laughs> Packers GSPN on Twitter, the pod account that I'm currently looking at it. It's blank. We're on stealth mode but we'll have Packers tweets and pod links throughout the season. Okay, that's the that's the boring part. Should we get into who this guy is and, and why we're doing a Packers pod? I think we should get into who this guy is. I mean, this is <laughs> he thinks he's got the gig. This is actually just an elaborate interview process. Oh, no. Where we, oh, we no. tell him he's got the gig, we pretend we're doing the first episode, and then we really we turn the screw and see how he responds. Yeah, we parallel yeah. path like 10 people. We're doing 10 of these in a row tonight, and we're, whichever one's best gets the show. You have I've no got idea like how one reference. it is to keep up with 15 different group chats, but it's, it's fine. Um, but Numak, tell us where your Packers journey begins. Uh, I am born and raised in uh, Ashraban, which is, if you're a diehard Packers fan, knows that that's where Lambeau Field is. Because while it is the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay likes to stick its uh, its city boundaries right into Ashraban and village boundaries. And uh, this house the Green Bay Packers. So grew up a stone's throw from Lambeau Field right before the uh, last house on the street before Lambeau, before they did all the Tyotown District uh, renovations and knocked all that house down. So, so yeah, born and raised in Green Bay, been a Pakistan all my life, so I can't wait to talk about it officially and uh, give some, some hard-hitting analysis. So expounding on that then, what is your first great Packers memory from back in the day? Because I think a lot of people have one thing that sticks out to them is when they really kind of fell for a team. For me with yeah. the Bucks, still Brandon Knight, buzzer beater. I got into the Bucks later than people think. But what was your Packers moment? My first Packers moment was uh, if we want the ball and we're going to score. I remember being, I don't know when, I think it was 2003, 2004. I was young. I was probably seven, eight years old. And I was watching my living room on like the, the really big like plasma screens that were like the that was the TV you wanted when you, <laughs> you were a kid. I stood up with my parents and screamed, we're, we're going to Philadelphia, we're going to beat the Eagles, going to the Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. And then the following week was uh, 4th and 22. So 
the highs and the lows of Wisconsin sports fandom right there. It started so early. (laughs) It started so early. So, Adam, go ahead. No, well, I wanted to touch on that first of all, because as probably a lot of people uh, listening will know, I decided last year, you know what? I brought one of these Wisconsin teams to championship. It's time to just spread the love around. I'm going to help the Packers get their hands on a Super Bowl again. I'm trying with the Brewers, but, you know, I've already got so much control there. <laughs> the wallet is slammed shut, and I, I don't have the, the ability to get it opened up. But one thing that I have learned in my first year of Packers family, and in starting to talk Packers more with various people I know through all of this, from all across Wisconsin, is my vision of the Packers from the outside for a lot of my life is as this, you know, they're the team anyone want to support. They're the envy of everyone. And yet when you actually talk to Packers fans, it's always the pain that comes first. It's always the pain. And part of that, I do think, is maybe something that is a, you know, a trait of Wisconsinites when it comes to their sports teams. Absolutely. But it's it's something that I have had a lot of fun with Jordan over the years. Jordan, uh, although he's not here with us now, he is going to be a regular feature on this podcast. And I'm very excited for it because... As I have teased when I was talking Packers on, you know, Monday mornings all throughout last season, it brings out something different in him. And I feel like that's true for a lot of people. So for you, what is it about that? What is it first and foremost about the Packers that tends to bring the emotion up an extra level? And two, why is it that everyone starts with the bad times or wants to harp on them? This is not the books. This is not a franchise that has had that level of pain. Yeah. And yet, it still seems to be something you hear a lot about. So, to answer both questions, it's the expectations. The expectations for the Packers since the mid-90s has been Super Bowl or bust. And we've had two in 25 years or so. And that's really all it is. Like, yes, 2010 was a fantastic time to be a Packers fan and finally bring Lombardi back to Teletown with Aaron Rodgers' first Super Bowl. But that only lasts one, maybe two years. It is immediately thrown out the window by the heartbreak that is 2011, when you have a team that is better than that 2010 team was, go 15-1, and one, and then lose in the divisional round of the playoffs to, I believe it was the Giants, that went on then to beat the, uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. And so then it just repeats for the next few years until McCarthy's fired, and then the last three years, having been made it to the, or three out of the last four years, having been made it to the NFC Championship game with good teams, with really good talent, and then getting ultimately embarrassed one way or the other, whether it's the offense, defense, or special teams. It's just, it's always the expectations because when you have two all-time quarterbacks in 25 years, you're expecting to win more than two Super Bowls, which they haven't. So it's why the pain comes to mind. The pain hurts more than the uh, the joys of winning, unfortunately, for Packers fans, it seems. Which is probably why most people don't like Packers fans. We like to whine that we that we haven't won. It was like, oh, you've won twelve games every year for the better part of two decades. Like the rest of the NFC North is looking around like two Super Bowls <laughs> in twenty five years. That sounds pretty tough, man. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do that? I, I, whew, 
That's why we yeah. just don't go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's just that expectations are always more bust, and it's been bust for now 13 years and running. 13 years? Wow. Well, 12, Sorry. 12, 12. But Wow, our new hoping... host is writing off this season already. <laughs> I mean, no, but Next just interview. Like, that's so, I don't know, that just hit me. That's a long time. Yeah, I was uh, I was twenty ten. I was a sophomore in high school. Let's not do comparisons here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, like I, I understand what you're saying there. It's just it's about like getting to the mountaintop. It's about like you get you get a taste a taste of victory, and it's like why can't you get back? Why mm-hmm. can't you get back there to that point? Who knows? We might be hopefully knock on wood. We're not going to be talking about that in regards to the Milwaukee Bucks for a long time, but. It's just that feeling of exasperation of like, you've, you've been there. Why can't you get back? Why does it just have to be heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak? But I, I'm, I'm glad that you're here to be able to like have that experience and also be able to like see the Packers through that lens and be able to give analysis through that lens. Right. Yeah. It's the, it takes more time to think about weirdly enough about the good times and all like the really fun times that we've had as Packer fans over the regular season and in, in the playoffs because the stuff that you remember the most and the stuff that hurts the most like the uh, 2014 NFC Championship game against the Seahawks which we'll just stop the conversation there um, that one hurts a lot but then you remember things like in our intro when Antonio Freeman caught off his ankle and that was really fun and just like winning in such a dramatic way or again in our intro with the the Hillary in Detroit to salvage a abysmal season and somehow make it to the playoffs or Rodgers as Hail Mary in the playoffs against the Giants when the Giants were bad and Randall Cobb catches it with with toes barely in the inbounds and then back of the end zone like there are good times to be had and we'll definitely focus on those too it's just that a lot of Packer fans like to focus on the uh the negative stuff first because that's what they remember the most Adam. It is oh, one of those funny fair. those funny issues of like and I feel like this often happens, especially outside of GSPN media, where <laughs> everything is like all or nothing, right? Like right. there's there's one I'm sure there's people out there who are very vocally like, why would you say anything bad about the Packers? They're one of the best teams in the league every right. year. Like there's no issue here. And then the other side, which is like only two championships in 25 years with those quarterbacks, that's a disgrace. And as always, it's in the middle, right? Like, right. would you hope to have more than two? Yes. Yeah. Is it automatically a little greedy to say we should average more than one championship per decade in any sports league ever? Probably a little bit. I mean, I think right. I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's not that much lower than anyone would expect. I mean, I still remember like when Mahomes and the Chiefs got their first one, it felt like, oh, is he going to rattle off five in a row? Is he going to catch Brady in 10 years? And then he goes up against Brady and it doesn't go so hot. And right. I think everyone kind of had that moment where like, oh, yeah, it's really hard. Even if you're the best quarterback in the league, have a great offensive coach, every, all these weapons, it's really hard, man. It's just really hard in any really league. Really hard. Certainly in the NFL with how random and, and obviously, you know, it's no playoff series. It's just a game every time. Right. So it, it is interesting to kind of think about and put in a perspective where the Packers have been and where they are right now. Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we've, we've talked a lot about, you You talked a lot about Numac about how like, I don't know, just like the pain. What what do you see? This is a let's let's get into a little bit about Packers talk here. What do you see about this team as it's currently constructed right now? I like it. I think with like looking at the obvious things, their defense is going to be stupid, really, really freaking good. Like the the confidence they're exuding in training camp is so much fun to see. Like I think it was uh, Razul Douglas just air out all the dirty laundries like yeah our offense can't hang with our defense like we're we're just so much better than they are it's like that's fun because these guys are to steal a a bucks term these other dogs they're not gonna let anybody push them around and tell them like what they're doing where they're going or hype them up after a catch or anything like they're gonna be in your face quickly and i think that's sort of gonna be the new identity of this packers team going forward at least for this year and we'll see what it's like for the ensuing years, particularly less the rest of Rogers' contract, depending on how the wide receivers like uh, Christian Watson, Romeo uh, Dobbs develop. But this year, for certain, they're going to be a defense first team. It, and I think we're going to see more of what Matt LaFleur actually wants to run in his offense. When Devontae Adams was here, I think he was locked into playing in a lot into Aaron Rodgers' hand that okay, we're passing to Devontae and Robert Tunyon and Marquez Valdez scaling a bunch because that's what Rodgers like to do, like throw the ball, believe it or not. But now that they have two really good running backs in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I think we're going to see a either 50-50 or run heavy offense, um, despite having Rodgers still at quarterback. Because the combo of those two running backs is ridiculous. I think LaFleur said they're running backs 1A and 1B. It's going to be a running back by committee all season long. So barring any injuries, I think we see a lot more running, a lot more uh, sort of flat route passes to get them their space and start working off of screens and things like that. But um, yeah, that's definitely going to be a shift in the the Packers that we've been used to since 2009 when 2008 when Rodgers took over. So, Where is your confidence level at on the rookie receivers? That's a uh, wonderful I, I, question. 
just just generally because this is the big thing for me right. it's my big concern having watched last year and obviously Devontae Adams leaves right. like I, I get the I get the instinct this is universal across all teams to like oh but you know he's gone now and it kind of allows him to do a lot of stuff that maybe they're better at and maybe they want right. to do and that could be true that could also just be a lot of stuff the Packers want to believe right the Packers fans want to believe but yeah. where are you at on terms of actual options for Rodgers to pass to? Because so even I, a 50-50 split, you know, that leads 50% of the time. Right. Or someone's got to catch something. And right. I don't know. So I've always been an Alan Lazard fan. Like, I've had him in fantasy. I've cheered him. And, like, he should be getting them all more and more targets. And I'm glad to see he's getting this opportunity. Like, it, it was commonly known throughout the NFL that it was, like, even when he when he did play, he, the announcers would always point out his pass blocking on like bubble screens and things like that. He does it so well, and now he's graduated from that role. Like all the other young receivers before him, including Devonta Adams, including Jordan Nelson, into that wide receiver one role. So now it's his time to shine to show off what he can do as a specialist, as that number one wide receiver getting the number one corners. And I think he can do it. Um, if it starts off rough, I wouldn't be surprised just because. It's a transition going into that number one role, but I'm pretty confident that Al Lazard's going to have a good season. Um, weirdly enough, as we go down the wide receiver depth chart, my confidence starts waning a little bit. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to go for 250 yards and three touchdowns against the Vikings week one, and then do nothing the rest of the season. That's just kind of what his MO is, and I'm very worried about that because he was like, as weird as it sounds, their marquee signing at wide receiver in the offseason. And so if that doesn't work out, then it's kind of all for naught if you're not getting other receivers targets while he's not playing well or drops dropping in it or not getting got to the catch, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm hopeful Sammy Watkins shakes the bugaboo that is only performing in week one and actually has a nice, consistent season. I'm not expecting the world from him. If he gets a thousand yards, I'd be thrilled. I don't think it happens. He might have like seven fifty, eight hundred yards and four or five touchdowns, but I'm not expecting a revitalization of his career this year. But where most of the interest lies is in our rookie wide receivers with Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs. Obviously, Christian Watson hasn't played in the tra- in training camp or preseason games and is warming up to play. I think it's going to be a grind this year for him just because he hasn't gotten those reps in in the preseason that are so important for a rookie receiver to get. Is like we even we're seeing what we wish Christian Watson had with Romeo Dobbs. He has all the hype in the world right now around uh, Packers Twitter and Packers fandom because he's just a pure athlete. Like he he mossed that guy on the Saints in their last in their second last preseason their second preseason game, and it was incredible. It it blew up because it's like okay, we have talent here. Now it's just refining sort of the rough edges. So I'm not as I on Romeo Dobbs is like the memes that Packer Twitter like to do. Like I think somebody retweeted today that he's not already in the Hall of Fame. He's not already in the Hall of Fame. They didn't drop the uh, number one obviously or the number one players twenty twenty three and it's Romeo Dobbs. Like that that hasn't happened. So I think he's going to have a good season. I think it's going to be it's 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 going to come in waves, right? He's going to have a breakout game or two, and then he's going to go quiet, or he might have some drops. And I think. That's where the rub's gonna be this year, especially with 
Rogers throwing it to him. Like we've already seen him kind of yell for a lack of a better word at Ruma Dobbs and Christian Watson and some of the young receivers for their drops and for their not not focusing during practice and running wrong wrong routes, like in essence, etc. So I think it's taking each really good game with a giant grain of salt and then understanding he's a rookie when he doesn't do well, has four or five drops in a game and gets chastised by Rodgers in the post-game presser. So, I was going to say, I feel like the maybe the biggest thing for the rookies to overcome, I mean, Watson, of course, just not getting reps, but earning Rodgers' trust. Where we saw like last year by the playoffs, it was pretty clear. It was like Devontae and then nobody. Aaron Jones, yeah. I guess, and, and that was it. So and that was, yeah. I think some of the reports about like, you know, I think maybe trying to temper down the Dobbs hype a little bit of like, you know, Aaron likes uh, Lazard because he's been there. He likes Cobb. He likes Watkins, the older guys who have been around. Yep. That part's going to be interesting. All I know is Dobbs is fighting to be the second best offensive rookie on the Packers. I don't know if uh, Adam and Rohan, you guys are aware. I am the number one Zach Tom stan. All on board. <laughs> my two first name thing. This guy, I'm a believer. I'm all in on Zach Tom. Zero, swear. zero pressures yeah. in the preseason, right? Yeah. Listen, man, he's he's here. It's it might they be a great draft, even if neither of the wide receivers is as good as people think. And I'm not saying they're not, but I do like this Packers draft all over. But really excited about Zach Tom stepping right. in on this offensive line. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch him earn his way on the starting lineup or the starting offensive line if he's not there week one. <laughs> Is he there week one? I don't think he is. Um, it's kind of a battle right now. I think he's definitely sixth. I don't think he makes it, though. Probably will depend a little bit on health, right? I mean, I think... Yeah. Are you factoring neither of Jenkins and Bach to play week one? Because I know Bach is I, practicing Jenkins now. might. I'm pretty sure Jenkins will. I feel like the injury diagnosis on those two guys has turned around rapidly. Because it seemed like they both, both might be out for a while... Bakhtiari's been practicing. That's good news, at least. And hopefully Jenkins gets back and is able to play, too. I mean, that's right. like – it sounds trivial to just kind of throw him around. Like, it depends on – those are like two all-world tackles, if healthy. We'll have to see Bakhtiari. But right. I'm I, hoping for the best with those two, the Hogs. So I don't expect Bakhtiari to play all season. That's – I've been – I was burned last season. He'll play this season. I'm not expe- – I'm not – Counting on him to play this season because yeah, it's, it's fear. It's not like it's, it's you're not fear. you're not saying I'm, anything. You're just like you don't I'm, know. Yeah, there's not going to be a second doctor on this team. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, I just don't want to be like okay, pressures were up this week. I right, let's get Bakhtiari back. Hopefully this week, and we can continue to to have some good pass protection for Rogers, and then he doesn't come back again. Like I'm just playing it safe and not getting my hopes up that he returns, considering it's been a an odyssey basically, of his injury, missing all of last year, except for the Week 18 game, then being out for the playoff game, then being on the physical able to perform list all offseason, and then finally coming back off of it. So it's like, I'm just not bothering with it. But I think Jake Hansen, I think it was Peter Bukowski, talked about it. I talked about how he's had a really good camp, and he's um, more experienced than Tom is, obviously. So I think Jake Hansen probably gets to start overtime to start the year, and we'll just go from there. And if um, they decide to put Zach Tom on either tackle to start the year while Bakhtiari is out, then so be it. That's not a bad thing. He's been having a great preseason. Like Dobbs, I just don't want to 
put the cart before the horse, throw them out there to the Wolves week one against what is a pretty good defense in the Vikings, but they have a rough schedule to begin with, so I don't want to throw them right there to uh, lose confidence and start becoming lesser player than he is already. Shades of us getting ready to welcome back Brooke Lopez in your Bakhtiari feeling. That's right. like, please don't rush him back because they can't rebound or guard the rim at all. Like, let's be safe with the big fella. So I can certainly relate to that. It would be like if if we're still, though, if we're coming into this season, we're still waiting on Brooke. Like, and that that is fair where I'm at because I remember that, oh, he's going to be, you know, Bakhtiari's going to be back for the playoffs. I remember the kind of the trending up towards that. And then... And it's like, here we are again. And it's like, at this point, you just need to see him on the field to believe it. Yeah, that was that was basically it. Like, I was, for all intents and purposes, expecting Bakhtiari to play in the playoffs because he returned. He was back from his injury. And then he doesn't play, and we saw how that went. Poorly. Poorly. Abysmally. Atrociously. We can go on for a while with the uh, superlatives. Have okay. we got any other uh, Packers questions for this season? Yes, or yes we gonna... I do. Okay. Let me Give hear. Us, uh... It's not a score prediction. Give us a record prediction. Oh, thank God. We won't go through the whole schedule right now, but I'm looking at it, and I see one, two, three, four, four games for sure I would plan on them losing. So that puts us at 13 and four. It's only right. It's really only right if they win 13 games again. Yeah, because that's all Matt LaFleur is capable of doing is producing 13 win seasons. But the four games I can see them losing are uh, Tampa, Buffalo, uh, Tennessee, and um, LA, uh, the Rams. But other than that, they have a pretty cakewalk schedule. Like they, They should blow the NFC North out of the water, barring any sort of catastrophic injury. And Take the home the division title and hopefully the number one seed. I, so uh, when when the again, Packers do when they do win thirteen games, you heard it here first. Everybody. You heard it here first. I agree exactly on thirteen. I'm going to say swap out any one of those four games. They win one of those, they lose the game in England because those are just kind of I feel like kind of a coin flip. So that that's my my guess. They're closer oh, to Adam, yeah. so it's a loss. It's the yeah. Giants, so you think they would win? How does that work? It's like, yeah, I feel like Adam's not been too unlucky. Did they lose? Did they lose to the Hornets no, in Paris? No, and no, they won oh. in London against the Knicks. So okay. the books are the books are perfect in Europe. I mean, Kendall Marshall's career finished, but <laughs> the books won. Forgot about that. Um, um, unless but, the Packers get there yeah. like a day early, which seems to be like eighty percent of deciding who wins the the overseas games. Right. No, I think I forgot that the game was in London against. Yeah. So I'll. Sh- I'll keep it 13 and 4. Uh, that's assuming they sweep the North, which is hard to do, but I think they're most certainly capable of doing it. The North doesn't really scare me this year at all. But 3 yeah, and 3 that, record against the North incoming. Yeah. But uh, going to play the Giants in London and then coming back home the following Sunday to play the Jets is a nice schedule thing. Like, It'd be tough if you're going from London to like playing Buffalo. That would suck. <laughs> but uh, Zach Wilson is currently rehabbing his meniscus. I think he pulled something in his knee. 
had minor surgeries out of the season because I think he's out for a little while. So, uh, Super Bowl winner Joe Flacco and the husk of a human that he's carrying around is quarterbacking that team. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. For hey, them. man. Hey, <laughs> he's elite. Season. He's elite. Elite Don't quarterback Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Elite quarterback Joe Flacco. I feel like we've established your Packers credentials very briefly here, and you have plenty more opportunity to do that. But I feel like that's also too easy for you for this particular episode. So what I want to ask you, Noak, is great. Packers this, Packers that. What else do people need to know about you? If they're going to be listening to Numak talking Packers all the time, I think at this stage, they've probably got to listeners have a good feel for who I am, Ty, Rohan, Jordan, certainly Andrew. He's all around that long, but he has no problem sharing. So Numak, what else should people know about you? I, I would say what people should know is Numak has has the goods on tie. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's a, a very important detail here, and uh, something that may come up uh, over the history of this podcast. It's it's a thing I want to say before he goes that Numak was added. Let's peel back the curtain. I do know Numak for years now, going back to our time at the prestigious UW Oshkosh. But um, this was not my idea to have Numak be the host. It was the rest of the GSPN crew kind of collectively because he was such a great presence in the Discord, in playbets, etc. So this is really, I think, a really cool thing that the GSPN community is kind of just growing. I guess feeding on itself like Pizza the Hut, but um, in a more beautiful way. So it's Rohan has for sure never even heard of Spaceballs. <laughs> I would bet my life savings. And his confused <laughs> face confirms it. Um, but no, it really, really excited about the way this this came together. But I think first, before anything else, well, I can't believe we went this whole thing. You probably should explain wh- why Numak, one name, like Cher. <laughs> we haven't even we didn't even touch on that. We just breezed through it. Like it's oh yeah, of course. Name is just of Numak. Of course. Yeah, oh, Seal. I'll, Come a- on. I'll answer Ty's question and then Adam's question or to go. Chronologically, uh, Numak is known as a moniker that I've held since my freshman year of high school. I played baseball, like I said, I went to Ashwaubenon uh, High School. I wasn't very good. I rode the bench for most of my freshman year. And one game I got, I was playing, I was a catcher and had a, had a nice game. But like two for three, three for four, whatever it was, stolen base, couple runs and a couple RBIs. Nice career day. For, for me and when we were in high school they would like announce like who won the baseball games soccer games etc cetera, etc cetera, and do like stats well when my game came up and they're announcing the stats they announced my last name as numak now to not realize so much about myself that's not how you pronounce my last name and so my my moment in glory as as uh numak over the the loudspeakers was was etched into uh to history and so then i made my Xbox Live gamer tag, uh, Numak is known because he's more known than the real me is. So uh, I've been Numak for the better part of a decade and a half now. You're going to continue to trend. You're going to continue to be more well known as Numak. Maybe you're taking it to new extremes right now. The gravestone will say Numak. (laughs) Very dark place to take it. Hey, we're we're Wisconsin sports fans. It it feels like every Packers podcast. Um, to answer Adam's question, who am I? Uh, big, obviously, Wisconsin sports fan. I, I follow uh, the Bucks, Packers, Brewers, all pretty religiously, as much as it uh, 
is, I guess we'll go irony, satirical, given that Packers fandom is treated like a religion sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I love sports. I can talk about sports pretty much all day long. I am the meme of just dudes hanging out in a circle remembering sports players. So um, I have opinions on a lot of things. So you'll, you'll be hearing me uh, particularly on some other uh, feeds this week to give my opinions on possibly a seven foot skinny big footed person staying in a certain big city so that's a little tease for the rest of the uh, listeners got a lot of problems with you people <laughs> that's basically how that came out to me more or less Ty I actually want to flip the question because I got it. what what do we need to know about mm. Novak because it's one thing putting him on the spot and ask him to speak about himself. Yeah. But you, you know him longest. So tell, tell the listeners your view on it. And bear in mind, as Ty has already alluded to, Ty voted no for the <laughs> I did not vote ESPN. no. Yeah, he I voted think, no. I think if we checked the tape, that he's was the, the uh, earlier. He's the one person who made, I think it was, it was Steph Wright, that was like one vote away from going back-to-back unanimous. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it. I, I don't know what it was, but yeah. Right. Um, no, this was his destiny to do this because he never stops talking. So that's right. I think uh, – and that's going to be great I think for the pod itself obviously. Like he's not going to be someone who – what do you think? We don't have to coax him to weigh in on things, which which is awesome. But I think for people – people at Discord probably already know this. But if you're not yet in the GSPN Discord, gspn.info to hop in there. Or again on Twitter, make sure to follow Numak at Numak is known. Uh, it, it's chatty. So if you're thinking I, I wonder what Numak – thinks about this or you have thoughts on a certain take you hear on the pod he'll answer and then he'll keep answering and i just hope you're ready for it so <laughs> i think we are bringing a level of conversation just volume that we we haven't <laughs> even seen before despite having five podcasters literal volume and like noise volume i'm a loud person yeah i'm a loud person so it's very exciting yeah I think I'd fit with well on, on one in six because we can go maybe three hour three and a half hours rather than two and a half hours. <laughs> and it would, it'll be like the Pixies. It'll be loud, quite loud. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> dynamics will be absolutely incredible. Right. Did we? Did we even talk about the the schedule? No, like you mean the kid? Like, like what, what listeners can expect? I was going to get yes. back. That's what you mean, right? Go ahead, yeah. Rohan. So. This podcast uh, is going to be happening bi-weekly, twice a week. You're going to be able to get a podcast right after, or like the day after, I should say, uh, every game. And you should expect a preview podcast for every game throughout the Packers season. And they'll continue to ramp up as this team inevitably gets to the playoffs, knock on wood. Uh, It's just, you're going to expect to see two pods a week, for sure. Tim was just contemplating his life there. <laughs> That's the right. Podcast in a That's year right. where you don't make the playoffs. But Rowan That's said right. that he's like the shades of uh, cruising go for a Yeah, No, it's uh, yeah. extremely exciting. So I guess would love you know, and if anyone else has anything, but I really want to. I can't wait to see the reaction to this. What people think about these four. Four basketball guys, one baseball guy, and a new mock talking My talking football. My first sports love was the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I don't even know if I remember that. Then he learned to leave them. <laughs> yes. I grew emotionally. Then I attached yeah. myself to the box, and now I'm back. 
One of us That's... has Stockholm and one of us escaped. <laughs> you, I know, he'll speak for himself. You described Jordan's story there too. So I think people will be surprised that there is probably more deeply ingrained, I don't know, self-hatred, is that what we'll call Packers fandom here? Yeah, self-loathing. Uh, Amongst amongst the, the GSPN crew that people realize, so I'm yep. I'm very excited. I'm excited to uh, make appearances on the pod and talk Packers, but most most of all, I'm excited to hear Newmark talk Packers. And Absolutely, hope you all check it out. Yeah, be sure again now that the episode is over. I'm sure. I imagine when people listen to our pods, they like sit in a dark room and give us their undivided attention. But the episode is wrapping up now, so you can go We've make got sure one, that. One, one other piece of business before you said Oh, I'm people. sorry. Wait, real quick. The episode's almost done. Go subscribe to Talk of the Tundra on your platforms. Adam, the floor is yours. There is another small detail. Not inconsequential detail. Get those get those um, subscribing fingers cracked. Get ready. GSPN is expanding. That's the news you've probably already got from this episode so far. But we're not done expanding. We're expanding even further. So, as many of you may know, myself and Andrew have hosted a movie podcast for quite some time called Captured in Celluloid. Uh, Captured in Celluloid is going to make its way over to Blue Wire Podcast, to GSPN, and it is going to be essentially like the centerpiece of a new channel called Make Time for This. And we hope you all make time for it. It's going to be a place where There'll be movie talk. There'll be talk about TV, music, whatever it might be. Sports that aren't, you know, related to the three Wisconsin teams we cover. This is essentially going to be a place where we can uh, let our hair down a little bit more, have some fun, and talk about all sorts of things that we don't generally get the opportunity to do so. So if you're already followed to what you know is the capture or subscribed to what you know is the capture and cellular feed, you don't have to do anything else. That's the new feed, but it is under the name Make Time for This. So go hit subscribe. We'll continue to remind you on all of this stuff over the, the next few weeks across all our podcasts. You'll hear plenty about it. Um, but we're very excited. We've got some some plans in the works there already. Um, first episode under the new name will drop on Friday about Nope and Jordan Peele's filmography. So very exciting. hope you all check that out and Come along for, for the ride. My my aim is that we're going to get everyone on there talking about whatever random things they really like, and we're just going to make it a super weird channel. Are we going to delve into Adam's DMs? Ooh, it's not the Ooh. DMs. It's, it's not the DMs. So uh, The deal, Rowan, would be that, you know, if we're diving into mine... Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to need a partner with that. Two wild so, and crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rohan leading with that, we could talk with that off air, Rohan, and see how yeah. committed you really are to the idea. Well, more realistically, make time for this would be a place you talk and talk about. For example, uh, Jason Sudeikis serving Olivia Wilde uh, legal papers Dude, while she's on stage. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. <laughs> and also, uh, Numak, a little bird tells me there's a, a Pokemon regional in Madison next year. It might be. Maybe a, a post-event pod? We'll see. We'll see. Is, some people know I do a little, little Pokemon competitive in the side. A little Pokemon so. in? A little, little Mon in. I like so, how yeah. your little bird is just Nintendo proper. <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, gspn.info. We'll have the link for yes. uh, the everything. Links for everything. Everything. Every pod. 
We need to make one. Can we can we get a tech guy? We need to make or 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 girl tech person. We need a button that can just auto subscribe to all the feeds at once. That'd be a cool yep. button. Let's get working on that. Rohan, I'm sure, there's a way. Why That's you, a Rohan why you, thing. Why are you asking me? Because you made an app when we wanted to do a video game. That's why. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like three quarters to a doctor. <laughs> that too. Okay. Uh, this is a this is a make time for this discussion. I think. That's right. Rohan being else? a doctor, sure, we can talk about that over there too. Yes, we can. Uh, but yeah, make sure you subscribe to make time for this. Make sure you subscribe to Talk in the Tundra. Uh, big things, GSPN. Uh, just also, shout out to you guys, everyone, like listening to this, like and you too, Ty. I know you face smile. Um, <laughs> but like, yes, for Chop Lover Jordan or Adam. No, like you all as hosts, like all of us at GSPN. But I was mainly talking to the listeners. Ty looks so disappointed when I didn't say like uh, No, shout out to you. I've been waiting listeners. years for you to just like acknowledge out like that on, on, on air. Every day he's like, one of these podcasts. Today's the day. Gonna, today the day. He's going to tell me how good I am at my job on a pod. And just there, you broke his little heart into a thousand you didn't tell me he's proud of me. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm You're trying a great to get my partner. Has anyone watched it's the rehearsal? Uh, You're a great scene yeah, partner. Yeah, we're going to talk about it very soon. Just Go trying wrong. to get a good message across. I'm going to be on that pod. Do your, and do your nice message. Continue around. thanking the listeners. Can I? Okay, I'm going to do it. So thank you guys for all your support over this past like year and a half-ish now it's been of GSPN. We're just continuing mm-hmm. to grow, continuing to expand, but we all do it. We do it for you guys, and we're happy you can support us along the way. Uh, it just means the world to us. Well thanks, said. Guys. True initiation. Numak, do an outro. Go. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>